right, well then, are we ready for story time? Yes. Mm -hmm. All right, then I need everybody to first direct their attention to the big screen. Previously on Dulos Corp. My plan here is that starting from this moment forward, I do the least amount of talking at the table. For all of these sessions, you guys are going to have to piece together for yourselves what you're going to do. And if you choose wrongly, there will be consequences, obviously. So, um, I have killed off Jax on purpose. Thanks for helping me out with that, buddy. And um, now, as far as I'm concerned, that's kind of the end of chapter one of the story. And now we begin chapter two with people who aren't even sure they know what they're doing. Now the screen comes up and a single static image appears of a large bar, half filled with customers that mostly look like farmers and ranchers, and the words superimposed, Mel's Hole, beneath promises of full-service spaceport and water showers and entertainment library and live music nightly. As the ramp lowers, you see a spaceport that is the complete opposite of the beautiful high-technology wonders of the two ports you flew over. It's a wide open desert. Just miles and miles of nothing. A large, tough-looking guy with a large, grisly beard and hair that stops at his shoulders but ratted and looking like maybe he cuts it himself with a knife. He's dressed in shabby clothes, but has two fat gold chains around his neck. Large hands up in the air as he approaches above large muscled arms. Large voice booming from a large body and a large pistol on his large hip. Well, I tell you what, I'm Mel. This is my place. Welcome to Mel's Hole. I got 10 tons. I'm willing to pay 30 over standard. I'm willing to pay half in advance. Sticks, mind you. Nothing on the books. Are there any other jobs you know about that we could take? No, I ain't no jobs around here. Just this one. I guess we should take the... I guess we can do this. Yeah, yeah. We'll do it. Alrighty, then. I'll have it delivered to your hole within an hour. I'll have a man waiting to take it off your hands-on calfma and pay you the rest, of course. Well, I got stuff to do. <laughs> I hope you enjoy your stay. Stop by the office when you're done here. Janin can process your paperwork, and I'll see you boys the next time you come around. Okay, it had been a month, so I figured a little brush up on where you guys were at, and the character of Mel, now Bosk, had said that he wanted to walk around. Uh, do you mean you want to, like, um, uh, walk like around in the dirt around the ship? Yeah. All right. <clears throat> so, um, are you looking for anything in particular, or are you just kind of looking around, taking in the view, that sort of thing? Um, I want to see if there's anybody, anything that looks suspicious. Hmm, suspicious. Okay. Well, <clears throat> you see what I had described before. There's the big warehouse with the office connected to it. There's Mel's Hole, the, um, the restaurant, bar, and sort of hotel. Um, there are two other ships parked there at the starport, um, both of them a bit smaller than, than yours. Uh, neither one of them have a corporation logo on them. Um, but you do, as you're looking around, uh, you notice uh, two dust plumes in the distance. And um, as the dust plumes start getting closer, you can hear that they're loud motorcycles. 
driving across the desert, heading for probably Mount's Hole, you know. So these two motorcycles pull up in front of Mount's Hole. And there's these two large bearded guys in lots of black leather. And they're laughing and talking to each other and being loud. One of them wears a black bandana on his head. The other one wears a beat-up top hat. It's kind of funny looking. And when they look over and see you and the ship, they start walking up your way. Oh, dear. And the one in the ba bandana says, Hey, Dunny, look! It's Dowlos people! It's been a while. I thought we'd run them all off for good. <coughs> Mercy. And uh, the one in the top hat says, Yeah, I hear every one of you is either a murderer or insane. Is that true? Oh, right. You wouldn't know because you all have amnesia. And then they both just start laughing loudly. The guy in the bandana says, Yeah, isn't that convenient? Well, we don't want murderers or crazy people here. And he goes like this with his arm, and a chain falls out of his sleeve. Oh, no. And he's holding it in his hand. And Top Hat reaches on his hip and pulls out a large, jagged, bladed knife. And now they're both standing in front of you. Uh, I want to pull out both of my guns and point it at both of them. Okay. If you attack me, I fire. So let's see, where are you right now? Are you on the ramp? Or are you at the end of the ramp? Or are you? I'm kind of, I want to be kind of in the middle of the ramp. Kind of in the middle of the ramp. Okay, so I will say that they are standing no more than 15 feet away from you. And uh, they see the guns and just kind of grin at each other. And they start walking towards you. Uh, the guy in the top hat has the knife up like this and he switches it to more of a stabbing position. But then he brings his hands down like this. Like he's going to like try to punch you and catch you with the knife at the same time. And then the guy with the, the chain just starts kind of... Whoo, whoo, like this and starts walking toward you like they're like they're not believing you're actually going to shoot them or like um, I don't know what is there anything you'd like to do before they uh, decide to inflict some damage on you I'm going to quickly uh, shoot up in the air so people know that there's going to someone going to be attacking them and then uh, point them still at them and then put it back uh, and point at them that's not bad. That's not bad. Kind of a warning shot. Yeah. So with this, they're looking at you a little different. Um, let's see. Maybe Top Hat says, uh, you know, this is real easy. You just get on that ship and leave. And this whole scene ends right now. Mm. So how far away are they from me? I'll say at this point they've closed to about 10 feet. I want to quickly uh, call everyone else and say I'm being attacked, and then point it back at them, and at their knee at their knees too. So if they come closer, I shoot them in the knees. Okay. As you reached up for your earpiece, the dude with the chain knew what you were about to do, and he lets loose with that chain. And it as you're reached up like this, that chain goes around your arm like this. Now it doesn't stay tight. Um, but it definitely was tight enough for him to jerk your hand away. And now here comes the guy with the knife. He's coming up like this, and he, uh, he advances in on you and takes a swing. And let's see, that means I'm going to make an attack roll. You need to make a defense roll. 2d6 with your combat modifier. Okay. Oh. 
Uh, eight. Oh, okay. You just barely Ooh. bested him. So your hands are full. They both got guns in them. This chain pulled this hand away. He comes up and he's making this punch and he's not going to be able to land the punch. Why? What did you do to block him? Uh, I shot him in the hand. Shot him in the hand. Which hand? The hand holding the knife? Yes. All right, so that would be an attack, not a defense. So I'm going to make you roll an attack on that. Whoopsie. Hope I didn't mess my up. With my combat? Or uh, with your weapon skill. Okay. Uh, I have, um, 12. Wow. You beat me by one again. <laughs> okay. So we'll say that that worked. We'll say that blood just explodes kind of from his wrist. And the knife drops. And he, like, clutches it. And he's, like, kind of knelt over. And he's obviously in some severe pain. Um... And that's, around. that's <laughs> when the dude takes, uh, because now he's really feeling threatened, the dude with the chain takes another swipe, and he's aiming it for your head kind of area. So roll me a defense. That's oh. combat modifier. Uh, and eight again. Ooh. It is a tie, but you don't know what modifier I put on him for his uh, for his chain attack thing. Okay, so how would you go about trying to block that? Well, how long is the chain? Hmm, like that. So he's coming in like this, kind of from the side. I mean, you could probably get your left hand up. You could duck. You could do a little duck and spin and sweep his legs with your foot. You've got all sorts of options. Yeah, I think I'll duck and sweep my legs so he kind of trips and then point both of my, my gun, one of my guns at him. Okay, give me a roll with your um, weapon. It's just zero, right? Uh, it says plus one. Oh, does it? All right. Okay. Oh, that's true. You have the all right, so you got plus one on weapons. Okay, give me that with a weapon modifier. I got plus two. So that is nine. Ah, oh, yeah. You, you didn't manage to sweep his legs, but he didn't manage to hit you with the chain either. And so I have one gun pointing at him and one at the guy who is... Um, and one with the guy who has the knife. Okay. So, <clears throat> from around the corner of the warehouse, you see just a little movement and a bright flash, and you fall unconscious and everything goes black. Oh, dear. Yeah. <clears throat> so, let's see here. I'm impressed, though. You did not handle this the way I thought you would handle it. But that's okay, <laughs> because I wrote multiple different uh, versions, depending on what you would do. So let's see. Okay. So with that, we're going to leave that alone for the moment. We're going to go back in 
with Mel. Now, he told you guys, you saw in the video, he's got stuff to do. He'll see you next time you guys come around. You're going to go talk to Jan and all that. Okay, a minute later, he comes back in and he says, he sounds genuinely troubled, but not panicking, or even his voice raised much higher than usual. He comes over to your table and says to you guys, well, hell, y'all, you got problems, I tell you what. I'm sorry to say that old boy that was guarding your ship went and got his self arrested. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, what did he do to get arrested? I don't know. I just saw the deputy take him away in cuffs. Oh, right. So what are our options here? Well, sheriff ain't in town. This is the... the wimp of a deputy that we got. I saw him taking him away. He, they'd be at the jail right about now. But I don't know what y'all are gonna do. It's not my business. Will there be a trial? I'm sure there will be eventually. It ain't gonna be today. We ain't got a courthouse here. If it's gotta go to trial, he's gonna have to go into the city. They're gonna have to send a marshal out to escort him back. So, why don't we find out, now that you guys have the news, mm -hmm. let's uh, find out what happened to you. You come to a minute later, and you don't see those two guys. Um, but you do see the deputy standing there over you, and he's got both your gun belts. He's got them on his shoulders, and he's pointing this weird-looking gun at you. And he says, I'm afraid you're under arrest, son. You know, I did that voice terrible. I have to hear it in my head. I'm afraid... Maybe I'll get it later. Um, but he tells you he's afraid you're under arrest. And he says, now, son, don't make me stun you again. Come with me. A stun gun. So, yes, he got you with a stun gun. So, you're going to be compliant and stand up? Uh, can I ask him for a what? Sure. Sure. Um... Yeah, but are you still going to stand up, though? Yeah. Okay. So you stand up, and he tries to turn you around so that he can put cuffs on you. You say, uh, what do you want to ask him? Oh, why am I getting arrested? Um, and he tells you that um, the scene that he came up on, uh, where did you shoot the guy in the top hat? In the hand, mm -hmm. right? So that's the only gunshot, right? Uh, and the one in the air. Well, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, so uh, he tells you that he came around, he heard a gunshot, came around the corner, saw a scuffle, and you were obviously a part of it, and the other two took off already, so you're coming with him. So, now that you know what's going on, he's taking you to the jail. Is there anything um, you guys would... Uh, probably be discussing. Well, I would think we'd need to find where the jail is. Yeah, and I think there's a, we need to do our paperwork. We should, like, we could send somebody to do that, and then maybe other people could figure out where's the jail. We can't afford to wait around for a marshal to come, and then go to trial in another place. That doesn't make any sense for us. Well, they would know when they were going to be there. 
I mean the the marshal. Mm-hmm. The jail would. That way we kind of have a timeline. You know, we could go and try to find out what's going on. I wonder... So is the ship fixed already? We will say that the... Um, we'll say that Mel gave you the news, was probably apologetic about it, and then said he needs to get to the business he was tending to. So when he leaves... Um, we'll say that he's going to put in the order for the repair and the, the refuel. So, so how long begin will that take? Uh, you don't know. And he didn't mention. Alright, let's... I think we should ask about that, and we should ask when the marshal's coming, so we can know how much... Is there an overlap, or should it be fixed before the marshal comes, or not? So who's going where to do what? I'll go take care of business with... Janin. Okay. And I'll try to find the jail and ask these questions. Okay, now there is a gal behind the bar, and you could probably ask her something like where the jail is. Okay. Um, so you two are together and you are on your own? Okay, so you two want to go to the bar yeah. and ask some questions? Okay. Um, so... Um, she will tell you that the jail is just basically right behind Mel's hole. Okay. Um, and you will go and do the paperwork, and I don't think there was anything important because I don't have any notes, but it's basically signing for the shipment that's being dropped off, signing for the shipments that you're taking on, um, and signing the work order for the repair and for the refuel. And then I'll head over to the, the jail. To find them? Yeah. So, would you guys like to say you've all regrouped and you are heading for the jail right now? Yeah. Yeah, do we need to, maybe we should check on the ship first and at least close the ramp and... <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. That's a good idea. Let's say that there is a remote that's plugged into the pedestal inside the ship where you guys operate the ramp. So you guys would want to go in and grab the remote that opens the ramp from the outside. So who's got the remote on them? I'll take it. All right, jot something down. There is a place for notes on the back. So you guys go to the jail then? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So you walk in, and um, the deputy is sitting there at, his, at the desk, um, Playing with a data pad, a tablet. Mm -hmm. So. Does he notice us when we walk in? Yep. He looks up from his tablet. So you're holding. I understand our shipmate was arrested. Yeah, I got one of y'all's boys in a cell back here. So what are the charges? Well, now I can't. I can't actually make any formal charges until the sheriff gets back in town. Uh, I saw a disorderly, I saw a firearm, and so I took him in. The other two uh, participants uh, fled the scene. But I know those boys, and I know it won't be long till they're in trouble again. So when does the sheriff get back in town? He should be in in the morning, first line. Okay, and then what's the procedure? Well, uh, I uh, have a written statement for the sheriff. 
hill, read it, and decide what, what charges need to be made. And then what happens? Well, uh, it would be an assault charge, and that would mean uh, waiting on the, the circuit judge to come by, or, or if the sheriff thinks it's urgent, uh, he'll send a message out to the county court, and they'll send a calm to the circuit judge out in Law Cosinus, and they'll uh, probably send a judge our way no more than two to three days. Uh, is there any is there uh, any proof that it wasn't self-defense and a self-defense uh, reasonable ex um, reason to be involved in a well fight? well now I, I I saw the three of them uh, and I only saw one of them with firearms so I don't know if it was self-defense. Well, aren't this, firearms legal on this? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's not a question. Please. It's not a question of possessing. It's a question of yield, a wielding. Um, but that is all going to be for the sheriff to decide. And uh, I'm sure uh, this boy is going to be telling his story to a judge. Okay. Well, what if it was self-defense? That'd be for the judge to decide. Oh. Okay. I'm ready to leave. So you guys are on the ship? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I think we should look at the surveillance. Okay. Um, I won't make you roll on that. I will just go ahead and tell you that um, there is, I will remind you, there is no video surveillance on this ship. Mm -hmm. So you got nothing. Okay. Well, but we, is the, the like security feed that I have... Is yeah. that only for inside the ship? Um, let's back up a second. You do have audio, though. Mm -hmm. So, um... And I could, we could at least see the location of people, right? Right. Um, what you pull out mm -hmm. is you are able to hear the conversation on his comm. You are able to hear what he said. And you do see his little blip being right there at the end of the um, ramp. Okay. So would we come to the conclusion that what we already know, that he didn't instigate it? But... I would think so. Okay. So I think it would definitely not... I don't want to stay no. and wait. Well, and you've got a shipment that's due. The Dulos shipment is due yeah. at a certain date. So I think we can try to persuade him and maybe... Well, I better send a message to Dulos anyway. I don't think we should. No? I don't... I mean, if we end up breaking him out of jail... Oh. They, I there think it'd be better that. for them not to know. That's true. I think we should maybe send one person... Maybe what we should do is we should plan for the eventuality of needing to break him out. So I think we can try to persuade the deputy, and if not, we should wait till the ship is fixed, break out Bosk, and get out of here. <laughs> That's what I think we should do. And what might the consequences be for breaking him out? I don't know. Oh, who cares? There's nothing. Well, I would think that they would send law enforcement after us. 
That does, just doesn't seem like that organized of a place to me. That's true. It's one deputy. Does he even know Bosk's name? Does he know who we are? Does he have any, like, evidence? I mean, I would assume he knows we're Dulos. They, he could send a message to Dulos. What if he already did? He who? The, the deputy. deputy. He didn't strike me as being a go-getter. He's just waiting for the sheriff, it sounded like to me. So here's what I think. We have a few, if we need to break him out, we could potentially knock out the deputy and wipe his computer. You could get in and trash all his files and we could just get out of uh -huh. here. Uh -huh. I would probably not want to destroy the jail if we could yeah. avoid it. Because <laughs> there could be other people who are in the jail. Yeah, I mean, we could, like... Was he the only one? Oh, we didn't go back there. Yeah, you were just in the office. So, and we... Our pistols can be set to stun? I no. Think. No. They're slug pistols. Do we have any pist any stun weapons? No. Mm -mm. Well, wait. You don't exactly know what you've got in the lockers until you've looked. I think we should look. I'd be curious also if there's some, like, gas that we could, like, knock someone out. We could like fill the jail with like some kind of knockout gas. Mm -hmm. What about me though? We can, we, we can revive you. <laughs> You'll wake up in a little while. <laughs> Let's uh, investigate what's in the lockers. I guess yeah. we have the keys yeah. now. Yeah. Yes, you do. I don't have the ship map in front of me, but yeah, um, the lockers are down there on the cargo deck. Yeah, let's so, go take a look. Yeah. So, this is the big moment where you finally open up the lockers and find out what's inside. Yeah. Okay, well, there are six rifles. Okay. There are two more pistols, so there was a total of six pistols and six rifles. He had two, three, four, five. Okay, so there's only one pistol We left didn't inside. take one. Yeah, I don't think Karen Oh, took okay, so two, three, so there's three in the ship's lockers, six rifles, <clears throat> and um, um, among the various things, one of the more curious things you come across are two suitcase-sized cases. They are so sturdy looking, they're practically armored. Can we open them? They have keyed locks on them. Let's try all the keys. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you get them open, and inside there is uh, what appears to be C4 plastic explosives. Okay. And then there is a third box nearby them. I was visualizing it as the size of that largest chest right there. Mm -hmm. And it has various detonators, remote, timed, mercury switch, etc. Okay. Yay! Is there anything within our supplies, like engineering or lab supplies, that we could use to knock everybody out? Um... Well, engineering is just consoles and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. As for the lab, you guys have not gone in and sussed out the damage to the lab yet. I guess we should go check it out. 
Yeah. Okay, so again, all three of you are heading for the lab? Sure. So you open the door, and yes, there's a huge hole in the, in the, in the lab, and uh, there's those three guys bolting on plates. The hole is, uh, is bigger than the door that you walked through to get into the lab. Um, as you guys start looking around, I mean, there's a lot of cabinets on the walls, and when you open them, obviously all that stuff is still in there. Now the table is gone. The big diagnostic machine kind of stuff is gone. Um, however, the um, portable satchel analyzer thing is still there, the sample analyzer. Okay. Um, so that's good. You didn't lose your sample analyzer. Um, as you go about through the, the uh, cabinets in the lab, yes, you do find a variety of chemicals. Anybody especially good with chemicals making? I mean, is there like chloroform or something that would like knock someone out for surgery or if they're in a lot of pain? Well, well this I place isn't really equipped for surgery. I mean, having a medic background, I would know what they do. What the chemicals would do. I think if it's a field medic bag, there might be something that would knock someone out. Alright, fair enough. I will say that there is a bottle of chloroform in there. So here's what I think we should I think we should get our evidence together. And we should send Hera. And if we can't get him to agree to let Bosk out, Hera should try to set up a meeting with him <laughs> in the jail after the ship is fixed. We'll knock him out with the chloroform. Mm -hmm. Get Bosk out of there and trash his computer files. That's what I propose. Just take his computer. <clears throat> I would say destroy. Destroy it. No, I think... Yeah, it, I don't think we need to destroy it. We could make it look like he was being lax in his duties, potentially. Right? Maybe once we knock him out, we could get a bottle of alcohol, only have a little bit left, spill a bunch on him, so when the sheriff comes back, it looks like he was <laughs> drinking all night. Ah, <laughs> uh, what are you spraying me with? Mom, so no one will believe your story. That's from a Simpsons Halloween episode. <clears throat> Okay, um, this is great. This is great. Um, you guys are, are uh, going to teach Bosco a lesson by assaulting an officer of the law. Um, yeah, what could possibly go wrong? Okay, so you're doing what next? So, how about someone needs to get the bottle of alcohol? Okay, I'll put together the evidence. And then Hera can do what she needs to do to get ready to. Okay. I get the Now, as far as the bottle of well alcohol, cut shirt, that sort of thing. <laughs> as far as the bottle of alcohol, he's talking about a bottle of booze. Oh. And you guys wouldn't have a bottle of booze on board this ship. Yeah. Um, but they got a whole bunch of them at the bar. If somebody can figure out how to way uh, a way to get a bottle of alcohol out of the bar. Um, but you guys are where right now? You're still on the ship. Yeah. Okay. And you are like, um, you said gathering evidence. Yeah, like prepare some kind of data stick or something that could. Okay. Um, why don't you put it on your tablet, on your data pad? Well, how about Hera's data tablet?
Fine. Okay. Do what now? Um, he's going to put on the evidence so that they can show okay. to the sheriff or the deputy or whatever. Um, well, sort of show. Here's the audio of what happened, and here's what? Nothing. And here's the uh, little blip where you can see that he was still standing. Uh, it's not like he chased him down or anything. Well, I so. think I should, we should put it on yours, and I could go uh, buy a bottle of alcohol from the... Mm -hmm. uh, the bar. the bar. If bar does package. Mm -hmm. That's a different license. You know, tell them a story about how we're going to be here all night anyway. Mm -hmm. So, we want to have a few drinks. You're going to be here all night? Well, that's what I'm going to tell them. Okay. Alright. And, uh, Veronix is doing what? We don't know. Okay. No. You're with him. You're yeah. you're his or maybe Veronix can get ready because it might not be bad to be prepared in case something goes wrong with the whole chloroform <laughs> thing. We can be waiting outside the door. So he's like in there cleaning the rifle, getting ready for some action. Yeah. Take an extra rifle for me if I get out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah, do we wanna bring the rifles? I guess we're going to be attacking the only law enforcement <laughs> officer. I mean, we might as well be ready for any. Mel. Okay. Um, so did you say that you're going to head for the bar? Yeah. All right. Well, um, as you exit the ship, you see that Mel is over there supervising. And um, he uh, says to you, um, uh, so... They got your boy over there. You guys know what you're going to do yet? What you going to say to him? Uh, Anything yeah. I can do to help, you let me know. Well, we've got some... I don't know. Should I let him... I guess I can't ask the rest of the table. Yeah, it's a decision you got to make for yourself. Just thinking out loud here. I mean, if he could help, he could get him out without... Yeah. So, yeah, it looks like he's going to be in there. The sheriff won't be in till tomorrow. Um, what you talking about? Uh, you could give us some help. Do you, can you pull some strings for us? I'm sure he was just being polite, but <laughs> he does say this to you. Well, he's... <clears throat> now, what you do next is up to you, but that's what he said to you. Well, it looks like we're going to be here for the night, so... Do you think I could get a bottle of your finest... You tell, you tell their lady and I said it was okay. All right. So I'm going to walk over to the bar. And I'm going to say, all right, Bardak. Mm -hmm. I got a tip from Mel that says that... Uh, <clears throat> That this deputy guy is a volunteer. Okay. And uh, the sheriff just disappears for days on end. Okay. And he just kind of takes advantage of him. 
So we might be able to pay him off. Okay. So we could try to pay him off first. I think we should try to first show him the evidence. Yeah, the evidence, and then try to pay him off, and then maybe he'll give him a warning. Resort to chloroform. Yeah. <laughs> if all else fails. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll set up a meeting with him after. In case it does fail, yeah. Right, yeah. After his shift ends or whatever. Okay. And then I'll be, I'll be, I'll supply the booze. <laughs> all right. Let's try it. All right. Okay, so you've got 6,500 in six, as I recall. How much should we offer to buy him off with? I'd be willing to incrementally go up to the whole amount, just so we don't. Okay, so we'll start off it with what, like a thousand? We have how many again? Sixty-five hundred. Sixty-five hundred. So yeah, I think we should start off with a thousand. Okay. And you are going to go see the deputy? Yeah. Well, we all are. I think just you should Just go. me? Okay. Feminine wiles and all that? <laughs> if, if you have to set up a meeting with him later, it'd probably be weird if the two well, of us... Well, that's true, yeah. Alright, so I get the data pad and I head and the sticks and I head over to the jail. Okay. And I just gotta pull it up here, but when you walk in... Um, the deputy is still sitting there uh, at the desk. Does this deputy have a name? You haven't asked. Oh. <clears throat> but when you walk in, he says, Well, hello again, Beth. What can I do for you? Well, I just have... We have surveillance on our, on our ship. So, uh, I, I have something you might want to see. Is that a fact? Yeah. Well, miss, if you got something to show, you're going to need to show it to the sheriff in the morning. It's not my call. Well, I just want to vindicate my partner in there. I mean, it shows him standing on the ramp. I understand Not that. doing anything. And these two men, well, these two alleged men started it. I understand that, ma'am, but once he was taken into my custody, I'm afraid I don't have no more control outside of that. It's for the sheriff to decide. Well, would you do it for a few sticks? I must say, ma'am, I'm disappointed in you. <laughs> <laughs> I got a thousand sticks right here. It's all yours if you just let him go. I know those boys. I know they probably had it coming, but the law is the law. Oh, dear God. <laughs> They'd squawk if I let them go. Of course, I can handle them. I haven't even started the paperwork. But it would violate my sworn oath as an officer of the law. Fifteen hundred, then? Five thousand. Take it or leave it. Mm. Too much. <laughs> <Quiet>. <laughs> I 
You're still You hear him shouting from the jail cell. Five thousand. Take it or leave it. And you'll just let him walk right out of here? I'll let him off with a warning, and I will tell the sheriff that I apprehended the wrong man. Can I hear any of this from my soul? Nope. 5,000 it is. All right. Let me see the body. Or the sticks. He puts them in his pocket. He gets up. Unlocks the hallway. Says, wait a minute, ma'am. Ah, hell. Walks back. You hear some clanging. Come with me, son. The two of them come walking out. Uh, you're free to go, but young man, I don't want to see you here again. If I see you again, it will suddenly occur to me that you were the one involved in that altercation, and I'll have to bring charges against you. So I realize, ma'am, that you guys have a schedule to have to keep, and you will surely be here again. He needs to stay on the ship. I do not want to see him here again. Alrighty. And y'all are free to go. Does he get his guns back? No. Those are, are my property now, man. Uh, <laughs> no guns. No guns for you. Explosives. <laughs> so we're going to walk back and I'm going to inform the other two. Well, him too. That we won't be needing the chloroform. Yeah. Yeah. But we still got the booze. Yay. Woohoo. <laughs> So, yes, we won't be needing the chloroform or the, uh, I paid him off with 5,000 sticks. So, the gang, uh, the band is back together. You guys are back on the ship. Um, they have already finished loading the cargo. They are still doing repairs and fueling it up. When, um, they are done fueling it, you will have 10 tons of fuel. All right, guys, that's bio break, and I think it's time for munchies and drinks already. That's what I'm thinking. And then you guys are going to uh, take off from Zub, presumably. I think you handled it well, Flood. <laughs> and I'm not I happy to say. sacrifice 5,000 sticks and not have, like, consequences yeah. to deal with. So is this kind of Halloween? No. halloween -y? No. It says Flying Cauldron. Uh, apparently it has some kind of uh, tie-in with um, Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Oh, Butterbeer? So, yes. Um, this session we have Flying Cauldron Butterscotch Beer. Non-alcoholic. It's butterscotch stuff. Mm -hmm. And we got these uh, uh, pretzel crisps that I've been enjoying lately. So, I thought these two would pair together nicely. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, unless there was something you guys wanted to do... We are going to say that it has now been a couple of hours. Um, the ship damage is repaired. The ship is fueled up. Um, and you guys are free to leave. At the moment, the Dulos load is aboard, and it is 63 tons of chemical research materials. 
And then the special load that you got because of Mel is 10 tons of benzatoin 5. Oh, yeah, okay. So, um, are you guys ready to depart? Yes. And you guys um, are seeing Zub in your rearview mirror. Now, you do need to plot a course to deep space. Uh, remember what I explained before, you got the solar system, you got to get outside of the solar system before you can enter jump space, okay? So what you're going to need to do is just plot a course so you don't bump into any planets or satellites and that sort of thing. So go ahead, give me a 1d6 roll, and that'll be how long it'll be until you're in deep space. Three. Three. Okay, so three hours until you guys are able to make your jump, okay? So, uh, you guys are headed out of the system for three hours. Um, that would mean, let's see, if it took four or five hours, I said it was gonna be six or seven o'clock in the evening. Um, so, what do you guys wanna do for the next three hours while you, uh, wait? Eat dinner. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say the same thing. I'm gonna stay in the bridge. Okay. Well, um, Bosk, as you are hanging out up there on the bridge, you see um, one of the little screens on the common tax station come up, and it says, um, you actually see that there's three messages on the screen. Um, one says, rush shipment to Dalla. One says cargo to Smuggler's Notch, and one says cargo to Zub. Where are we going again? Um, oh, you know what? That's yeah. that's a mistake. You're on Zub. I'm sorry. I have a typo here. That should be cargo to Kavma. Oh, wow. Those are those things that Jex was telling me about in Jump Week. Um... I think they're called waves or waivers, um, but yeah, essentially it's job offers, but they're not exactly, some of them aren't exactly on the up and up, if you know what I mean. Should we see how much cargo there is for Kafmon? See if we can even take it? I do know that they're off the books. Jack said something about them being off the books. Okay. So, Dulos won't find out about it. Could recoup some of our 5,000. Oh, yeah. Ride. Yeah. So, should we contact them? Yeah, we should. So. Oh, yeah. You have to turn off. Oh, jeez. Thank We're you, Weasel. I am a horrible. Horrible, horrible. <laughs> How about... There we go. Bohum. We're on the bridge. Okay. Okay, so, um... So, yes, you received a wave. Mm -hmm. And now you are going to wave back. Now, I will explain to them what Jax had previously discussed with you. So, yes, I had given Tara some previous information because uh, 
because she had talked about conversations she had with Jex. Mm -hmm. Here's the bottom line on waivers and away of jobs. Uh, Jex had previ previously explained this to you guys, but uh, it also that it didn't matter because Dulos does not allow you to take wave jobs. Okay? Okay. It's often a high risk financially as well as sometimes bodily slash mortally. Not always perfectly legal either. Mm -hmm. um, so here's the thing. At the starports, you got all these businesses and all these transactions, okay? Mm -hmm. um, there are people who prefer to work outside of the starport system, mm -hmm. to work unregulated. No starport fees, no starport hassles, no taxes, less paperwork, less interference, mm -hmm. and sometimes no interference from law enforcement has more to do with it. So this means that these jobs, there's no regulation, no oversight, no protection, no consequences, mm -hmm. and they deal in cash only, mm -hmm. which at the moment you guys have 1,500 in the sticks. These are businesses that are basically in very far orbit, although sometimes they have a clandestine operation on the planet's surf surface, but usually they've got a station that's way out in far orbit, and they just send waves to passing ships propositioning jobs. Now, this is against Dulos company policy, Jax would have explained to you. Um, Dulos does not want to get involved in risky stuff, shady dealings. Plus, it's probably a little bit of, hey, they're getting paid in cash, we won't get our cut. Mm -hmm. So, wave jobs are risky, is the moral of the story, and it's why Dulos doesn't allow it. So, now that you guys <clears throat> remember what Jax told you, um, are you sure that you want to wave back? Mm, no. He's not here. Well, I don't think it would be a good idea because it can be risky. We might lose all the money that we have or something. You mean what they have left after yeah. a meal? You wanted us to chloroform the law enforcement person <laughs> and now you're worried about this being too risky. Right? There is that. <laughs> yeah, but that's not as risky because it's not even... Well, we're not breaking any laws. We're, We're breaking company policy. Do we even know this company anything? Yeah, but it could be. Risky. They may have done something terrible to us. Um, we have no idea. If they have plus it's money. <clears throat> it is risky. It is risky. You so you think we shouldn't do it? What do you think, Bronix? I I would. Agree with you. Uh, with who? With Bosk or with Bardock? Um, uh, Bardock. Bardock? Okay. Yeah, I think we should do it too. Okay. We need to get some <laughs> of our money back. Then and hey, we're headed there anyway. Yeah. So? Well, if, if it's, you know, less than seven times. Yeah, I think we should wave back. Okay. Um, you're the communications officer, so you're the one who's got to wave back. Are you going to wave back? All right, then go ahead and put another mark next to contact. And um, you all see on uh, Baronix's screen um, a data burst come in. Yeah. We, can, we can take that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, you would want to reply and say that you'll take the job. 
So, you guys agree you'll take the job? Mm -hmm. Sure. So what happens next? Um, you need to send them a column that says that you'll take the job. Okay? So did you do that? Just say yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. We're doing a lot of this stuff virtual. Okay. Um, and then, yes, it's probably now that you would receive the uh, a data burst with the coordinates for where you need to go to pick up the shipment. Okay. Are you laying in the course now? Uh, yeah. Okay. So um, roll? Nope, I don't think we need to roll on this one. Um, it will only take you guys less than an hour to get there. Hmm. And we will do some time compression and say that you're there. You'd, you're approaching what is basically just a big nondescript gray box. Uh, this station is nothing impressive. It's got four fat, short, squared tubes radiating out, radiating out from four sides. There are windows on the station, indicates about five or so floors, with the docking shafts in the center. Okay. Um, now, uh, you guys are going to want to get a permission to approach. Oh, crap. Sorry to cut you guys off, but I don't have the rest of the data burst here. There's the company you're going to be making this run for. Oh. <laughs> I think we should do it. Boobala Baby Foods. What's the name of the company? <laughs> Boobala Baby Foods. Boobaloo. Boobaloo Baby Foods. It's a five-ton cargo shipment for Boobaloo Baby Foods. <laughs> For which they will pay you three thousand credits. What if they're not? What if it's not baby food? But we can inspect it. We can open the boxes. <laughs> Take it all out. Well, not five tons of it. Okay. So this is Dulo's Transport DFT seven one one eight requesting permission to dock. And the reply comes back DFT seven one one eight. This is BBF Station. Approach and dock at Bay Two now. Bosk, um, they do request that you back in, okay. that you turn the ship around and, and dock in backwards, okay? Backwards. Now, judging from the size of these tubes that stick out of the side of the station, you're actually going to go inside one of them and then land, just like you guys did on Dalla, okay? So here's what I want you to do. You're going to give me a 2D6 plus nav helm and pilot. Oh, seven. Oh, you are approaching too fast. You need to slow down your speed Oops. a little bit. Roll again. 2d6 plus nav helm plus pilot. Another seven. Um, okay, you just need to trim your angle a little bit. You're coming in a little bit crooked. So um, slow down and trim your angle a bit. Give me another roll. Oh, okay. This is um, 11. Okay. You um, managed to get into bay two and set it down. The ship sits in a large airlock room, big enough for a ship twice its size. When the outer door four of the ship closes, so you are now sealed off from space, a huge inner door aft of the ship opens to reveal a warehouse and three men standing there. One wears a suit, the other two wear jumpsuits and pistols on their hips. Oops. The two guys in jumpsuits start um, pulling out crates on a on a hand loader thing. 
starts heading for your ship and one of them stops and hands a clipboard and says, I need somebody to sign for the ship. I'll sign. You guys could even be hiding in the locker room with them and someone could be out to meet them or you could be hiding behind the other cargo if, if you want or something like that. Just That sounds good. So how about our two security guys are hiding behind cargo to make sure nothing goes wrong. The two friendly faces of the ship are there to greet. They see the guy in the suit and the two guys. He hands out for somebody to sign. You sign. And actually I've got here that one worker uses a reach truck and begins loading nine refrigerator size metal boxes and they all have the company logo on them. What's the name of the company again? Boobaloo Baby Foods. Boobaloo Baby Foods. They all have a Boobaloo Baby Foods logo on them. Does it have a baby on it? Yes, it's got a, a smiling baby on it. Um, <laughs> And uh, he has very rosy cheeks and curly blonde hair. And yeah, they're loading the stuff up. Anybody want to do anything, say anything? Open the one. Someone should open the boxes. I don't know Maybe if they're refrigerators. Yeah, that's right. No, I said they're refrigerator size. Oh. Yeah, but we don't. I think maybe Hera should do a street smart role to kind of gauge who we're dealing with. All right, I, that is a great idea. Give me a streetwise. Uh, go ahead and put another mark on Nav Helmand Pilot. Oh, did we eat the pretzels already? Go get the other bag, Dan. All right. And give us a roll. Three. Well, at least you can make a mark. <laughs> yeah, you can make a mark. Um, it doesn't take somebody who's brilliant in streetwise. Um, hand those to Eric and he will decamp them. And see that I get a few more in my cup, please. Okay. Um, it doesn't take somebody with a high streetwise skill to be able to deduce that what we're seeing here is shady business. Um, doesn't mean that there's necessarily a threat to, to yourselves. Um, but you're not going to be inviting him over for coffee in a conversation. Can um, I ask him what the cargo is? Uh, yeah, he says, take a look around. It's baby food. So maybe we should tell him to prove it that it's baby food inside of those refrigerator sized We don't care. We're just in it for the money. <laughs> yeah, but what if it's balls? Time bombs. We could always. We have they something. They would gain nothing then. If they blew up our ship, what would they gain now? I mean, they wouldn't get the rest of the cargo. It'll be blown up. We could scan them when we're. We have like scanners, don't we? Nothing? Well, maybe we should open um, up a box just to see. When we get it on the ship. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when we get it on the ship, I think, outside the eyes of them. These look like military-grade cases. Doesn't look like they're going to get it open with anything short of C4 explosives or something. Oh, let's use one of those. No, we're not going to blow up. <laughs> we're talking military-grade locked and sealed. Okay, well, let's just take it and go. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. And the guy um, says, uh, pleasure doing business with you, I guess. Just see to it that our shipment gets there on time. We might have work for you in the future. Do we get paid in advance? Payment on delivery. Okay. Mm -hmm. This ain't a port job. This is a waiver job. Okay. So, the guys are done loading up all this stuff on the ship. And we pop in 15 seconds. So let's go ahead and take our bio break here. I am now going to share with you guys the subsector map that I finally got around to finishing. This is where the entirety of the remainder of the game will be played out. Now, if everybody bring it up full screen, I'll explain some things. See the little thinner line that goes from Dalla to Forth to Zub? Mm -hmm. That is the standard trade route. You can follow that thin line all the way around the map. Um, and the black line is where you guys have been and where you will eventually go. You are right now up there on Zub. It was mentioned in a previous session that the trade route goes from Dalla to Forth to Zub, but you guys were going straight from Dalla to Zub. So there is the rest of your routes, uh, the rest of your route for the 10 jobs um, that you guys are running during these three months. Okay. BBF station, this is Dulos Transport, BFT 7118, requesting permission to depart. She gives you a permission granted. Now you've got a pilot us out, so I'm not going to make you roll on it. Just go ahead and take a point on Nav Helm and Pilot. And um, you get free of this little rundown shack of a station. Um, you're going to need to lay in a new course to get out of the system, so give yourself a mark on astrogation. Well, uh, never mind. Oh, no. And there's an unarmed object coming. An unarmed object? Unowned. Unowned? Mm -hmm. Unowned object? No, unknown. Oh, unknown. unknown object. Uh, I can't get it to there. Oh, great. Is it high speed, low speed? Well, Maybe I can't we should talk, do it. Because I'm a doctor. It's my iPad is frozen. What's do a, a sensor sweep then? Well, he does have that kind of information. Yeah, I do. I just... Let me see. My iPad's broken. Unknown object bearing 18709 range, 20,000 kilometers. That's... that's bad, I believe. No, that's just the bearing. It's not the speed. Oh. So now what are you going to do? Is it coming at us? I just fixed the ship, guys. You need to tell me what's coming. <laughs> Remember, they only have... Detectors. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'll do a sensor sleep. Everything's so. So I want to talk about this sensor station, guys. Here's what I think. The sensor station that Hero sits at is a collection of many sensors that scan for all sorts of specific things. Mm -hmm. You got one that'll scan for light. One that'll scan for radiation, one that scans for electricity, physical measurements, physical distance, material composition, etc. There's maybe 30 or 40 different analyzers at her sensor station. 
You wouldn't just use all of them every time you run a scan on something. So the ship sensor's skill on the page is in knowing what to scan for, which analyzers to use to gain as much useful information as you can, hopefully on the first try. Okay? So when you do a scan, um, it is the sensors station person that's going to decide which things to scan for. So when you guys say, hey, here, I do a scan, she makes a judgment call of what to scan for. And I have created a new mini game for this. Okay. okay? So here's what's going to happen first. You're going to give me a 2D6 plus, um, uh, plus your sensors skill, ship sensors skill. Ten. Okay, 10 is a success. Everybody remembers that 8 and higher is a success, right? So the way this is going to work from now on, when you do a scan, if you fail, you will get minimum information. If she succeeds, then she will get more information. If you succeed with a 12 or higher, I'll tell you everything that's in my notes. Make sense to everybody? The whole premise of all sorts of different sensors. And the better you are at it, the better you would be at choosing which sensors to scan. So, you just rolled a 10. So, you see the following. And since you got an ex uh, a success, you'll be getting two chunks of information here. Okay, so you did your scan, and that's the information that you received. What did you find out there? <clears throat> okay, it's a metallic cube, four meters on all sides. Object is scorched, scorched on all sides. There's trace gases and particulate matter or material in area. Suggest It suggests a recent explosion within 100 kilometers. Okay, so now, as I said, the new way of doing ship sensors is you're going to do that initial roll to get the initial information, mm -hmm. right? She made a judgment call about which sensors to use. She got this information back. Now what the game turns into is, like, for instance, uh, what color is it? She will make a roll. Uh, you're going to use your color scanner or whatever. <laughs> You'll make a roll, and it will be strictly binary at that point. You'll either get information or you won't. I have some things here. She's made her initial scan. Any questions that could be scanned for, now's the time to ask them, and each one will be accompanied by. Can you tell us one more time what it said? It's a metallic cube. It's four meters on each side, on all sides, mm -hmm. and it's scorched on all four of the sides. There's. Six. Oh, right. Um, trace gases and particulate material in the area suggests a recent explosion within 100 kilometers. Could you scan for like something that would have caused explosion? Yeah, can we scan? Or I mean, we should scan to see if there's anything else in the area. Although I guess it would have picked it up, huh? What would have picked it up? The sensors would have picked up another ship or... Not if that's not what you're looking for. Oh. But the detector at his station probably would have. But it doesn't hurt this game. So I'm going to 
Sweep the area. Sweep the area. Give me a roll. Oh. Eight or above gets you information. Remember in Spiceball. Eleven. Eleven. You had to comb the area. Yes. Um, no, there are no other objects around. So it's just a cube. Is there radiation? Maybe it was a false program. <laughs> Six. Um, well, you don't detect any radiation. Is there a door? On the cube? Is it just solid? Is it... Yeah. Oh, well, no, it's metallic. Metal. Can we... To see if there's anything on the structure of the cube. Okay. Like doors, airlocks. Three. Wait till I bring up my table. Mm. You got a what? Three. Alright, I'm gonna give it to you. There is a large seam detected on one side. Well, we could leave it. Or well, is it like we could investigate us? it. I don't know what direction it's going. To the 187.50, I don't know what that means. Is it moving? Yeah, it well, they said there was a bearing. Bearing implies movement, does it not? That's relative to you. Oh, okay. It's at this or that bearing. So do I do the scan oh, yeah, to see if it's moving? Sure. Okay. Four. <laughs> These dice suck. Uh, it's just barely moving. Barely moving. It's just kind of a drift in space. All right, well, then I want to scan for electricity. Okay, make it good. <laughs> Come on. Nine. Um, you nice. see multiple... Oops. Um, I I'll just tell you. Uh, multiple very faint power emissions. Perhaps panel displays. Wow. How about we could scan for heat? Yeah. All right. I'm going to scan for heat. Eight. Um, you detect no heat coming from it. I want to investigate. <laughs> I, I think we should just ignore it and jump to hyperspeed. We can salvage it. We can bring it in. I can pull it apart. We can sell whatever we get off of it. Yeah. Yeah, we should do that. Yeah. What are you guys going to do? I think we should set a course. Okay. Maybe what we can do is Boss can set a course and the rest of us can suit up. I'm not going on. Someone needs to fly the ship. <laughs> you need a pilot. Oh, I'll jump to hyperspace without you. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna do the I same ain't thing. Off the <laughs> By the way, the You're box is about. Yeah, once he sets in the course and heads for it on maneuver drive, it's about 20 minutes away. So that's enough time to suit up and grab whatever tools we need to mm -hmm. strip anything. Else. Well, so I can be ready. You're gonna leave us behind. I should probably grab the medic bag. Just like it's Jeff. too big to bring in our... Is it too big to bring in our airlock? Probably. Nope. Oh, wait. It, you'd have to bring it in the ramp. Thank you. Is the airlock big enough on the ramp? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
All right. So, uh, Bosk is going to lay in a course and pilot them over to it. Bronix, you should bring a gun just in case. Right. Do our guns fire in space? What am I, a Let's physicist? See. Well, like, a standard... It'll go six times farther. A standard gun requires an explosion, which requires oxygen. But if there was, like, an air chamber or something, maybe it could still fire. You discussing this amongst yourselves. I told you, I'm checked out now. Jax is dead. I don't gotta tell you guys nothing. <laughs> Alright, well... You guys get to feel around the edges of this world and find right, out for yourself. Bring a gun, we'll fire a shot. Alright. Time's ticking away, so, Bosk, you agreed to lay in the chorus and head for it? Sure. Okay. So you guys have about <laughs> 20 minutes. Who has the back skill, uh, back suit skill? I do. And you've got a what, a zero? Yeah, I have a one mark. Okay, so with one mark. Okay, so, um, I will say that you guys start off with a back suit minus two. What happened was, you guys went... Oh, well, we'll come to that. But he trained the two of you on backsuit. Now, since he only has a zero to begin with, and you guys wouldn't even know what to do in an emergency, this is maybe one to be studying during jump space, by the way. Um, you guys cannot have... I mean, I'm giving it to you, giving you a minus two. I think we should back up to it so that the mm. loading ramp is close to the unknown object. Okay. So you give that instruction to Bosk. Bosk, you figure out how to position the ship just right with the box behind it. So is that gonna mark anything? No, I think you've got enough marks for today. Everybody got a Me lot too. of marks today. Yeah. Alright, so got three marks. You guys are gonna yep. take it from here. Alright, so we're tethered in. Alright. Let's Let's say that up. in that airlock thingamabobby, there like are huge spools with uh, these fat cables on them that you attach to your suit. And it will, you know, unfurl as you go. Okay. Um, yet again, I should not be telling you this, but mightn't you want to leave somebody standing there in the airlock um, to, because if something went wrong, he'd first have to go to the upper airlock to suit up, etc., yeah. etc. I'll okay. stay. Okay, yeah, Bronix and I can go. Okay, yeah. and you'll stand there and monitor the tethers. All right, so... Tell me all about it, guys. All right, let's. I want to approach it and see if we can open the door. So we'll say you open the airlock, uh, tethered yeah. yourself, stepped out. Um, how do you move around? We Slowly. have to kind of huh? jump. Okay. Do we want to say that these? <laughs> do we want to say that these vac suits have the little propulsion things on them? Sure. Or do you guys want to play it hardcore and say that there is no propulsion on spacesuits? No propulsion. There, uh, I don't know. There might not be propulsion. Yeah. It's your story. I think it'd be nice to have propulsion. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah. Hera, propulsion or no propulsion? Propulsion. Veronics? Propul. Alright, three out of four has it. These suits, um, they're basically just little air jets. Psh, psh. And, um, and mag boots? Yes, you got mag boots. So when you hit it, you can cause the, the, the suit to move around. We'll say that it's got a big backpack and a couple of propulsion things there. 
well, what do you think? Two, and you could fire just the left when it'll make you turn right. You fire just the right when it'll make you turn left. You fire both of them, it'll make you go forward. Sure. Mm -hmm. Okay? All right, that's canon now. All right. All right, so you were saying. I want to try to land on the thing, an unknown object, and open the door. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Well, maybe I should listen first. Um, something, something, sound Investigate? in space. I'm thinking of sound in space. But if you put your helmet to it, vibration would come yeah. through. All right, go ahead and take an investigation mark just for being clever. All right, should I roll? Nope. No? Okay. Uh, because I can already tell you, you can't hear anything inside. There's doesn't sound like there's anything going on in there. What was the first thing you said? Before sound? Oh, you wanted to try to open the door. Okay. There is a seam, but it's not clearly a door. But yes, there is a seam and there is a control panel with a little screen and um, it's like a number pad, um, but it's not in the language that you speak. So um, we'll say there's 12 buttons on it, and you don't know if they're numerals or if they're letters or what. Press randomly. How easy would it be to oh, like make a hole in it, at least see what's inside before we bring it on the ship? Make a hole with what? I brought my tools. I assume I have some kind of cutter. Okay. So, like a plasma cutter sort of a thing? Sure. All right. So, um, anything you think would apply to this skill-wise? All right, you could take a mechanics mark. You don't need a roll. Okay. Have you even got to roll your dice once today? No. Yeah, wow. <laughs> well, again, the scene with Bosk played out completely different than I thought it would. We're now on my plan C, just so you guys know. We're now on the plan C. Um, okay, so you try to cut it with your plasma torch, and you cannot tell that it's made any, not even so much as a mark. Hmm. What? Okay. Okay, well, let's bring it aboard, I think. Yeah. And how are you going to go about that? I think, uh, I don't know, is there any, I guess there's not, is there anything on the ship that we could attach one of our other tethers to? You mean anything on the box that you on the box, touch, yeah. the tether to? No. Well, I guess we can, you know, it we might be slow. We could back up and swallow it. Or we could just get on the other side of it and use a little bit of propulsion. I mean, even though it probably isn't much, and it might take a while for it to float <laughs> in, we could, any force in space would move it. There's also the tethers. Also the tethers. If you guys like got behind it, oh, and then had held on. on. Yeah, let's and do had it. her reel in the tethers. Okay, let's do that. Yeah. Is uh, Verona's kind of trying to shoot the gun in space? Is there anything to shoot? We could just fire a bullet in space, see if it works. Yeah. Just so, so there's no surprises later on. <laughs> so, you brought a gun with you, did you? Okay. Um, somebody bring up a picture of that pistol. Can he get his finger on the trigger oh, while wearing a space suit? Yeah. It's not too small. You found it? 
-hmm. Is there a guard around the trigger? Yes. Okay. He's just gonna shoot it. It's gonna fly out. So what do you guys think? Um, oh, there it is. There it is. Okay, that's a guard. Yes, but what do you guys think? Could a space-suited finger get in there? I don't know how advanced our spacesuits are, I guess. Well, yeah. it's not, it doesn't look very big, so I think so. I'll let you guys call it. it the guard doesn't look very big. I would think that they'd have nimble fingers because they have to work in space sometimes. So does everybody agree his finger will stick, you know, will fit in there? Yeah. Okay, what does everybody say? Does the gun fire in space or not? Sure. Maybe he should roll. You want the dice to decide it? Yeah. All right, oh. you got that weapons modifier, right? Yep. Plus two. All right, so go ahead and give me a 2d6 with your weapons modifier, and we'll Oops. find out whatever happens here, it's Oops. canon. Although it could be bad if it does happen because of the... Six. Six. Well, plus two, plus two is oh. eight. Mm. So yes, the gun fires in space. Okay, right. that answered that. And probably goes farther than with gravity. Well, there's no grip. Yeah, I mean, it would go until it like runs into a star or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of like this box didn't, but we're going to ignore that science for now. <laughs> All right, so let's get pulled in with our tethers. Uh -huh. <laughs> And we should probably also skip over how complicated it would be because now it's in motion, coming to the airlock, how are you guys going to stop it? I mean, you guys can play that out if you want, but otherwise I'll just say... We could turn off the gravity out. and then turn it on once it's inside. Is that how our gravity works? I don't even know. Yeah, I would think when you opened up the door, I don't know... We, I mean, they're grav plates. You have power. Surely you would have gravity. Yeah. But could you turn the gravity on and off? Sure, you should be able to. He'd have to do it from the bridge. Okay. From the ship systems console. If I don't succeed, I'll just ruin the ship. <laughs> so let's see. You're in zero-G, pulling this box in. And then once it gets, like, in the airlock, past the airlock, it's going to get heavy again and go slamming down on the ground. Oh, I know a way you guys could do this. <coughs> Look at your map of the cargo bay again. We, we've got this. our mule. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's do, let's get the mule going. So would you probably have Hera grab the mule and yeah. trailer mm -hmm. and then back it in and I guess you'd back the trailer into the airlock. And we'd try to position it on the trailer and then turn the gravity. And then okay. it destroys it. Okay, so let's see here. What if we do it really slow? Right. Let's see here. I've got a thing for this. Oh. Okay. Let's, um, let's try something here. Okay. All four of you have a role to play in this. Alright. Um, especially Hera and Bosk. So, here's what I want you to do. Let me think about this. Okay, Baronics, give me a 2d6, no modifiers. Eight. Give me a 2d6, no modifiers. 
8 and 6. Well, total, that would be 14 if we wanted to total it up. Let's try totaling it up because they had the two most important jobs. Now, um, let's see. Hmm, how can I justify this? All right, since I can't fully explain it, we're just going to do it. I want you to grab a colored die and add it. Go ahead. 10 plus 6 is 16. Jeez, you already did it on your own. Go ahead and choose a colored die. And give me a 2d6 plus the colored die. Um, 11. 11 plus 16 is 27. On top of their 14. Yeah, I'm going to say everything with this entire intricate procedure went correctly somehow. So you now have this box in your cargo bay. You uh, presumably hit the button to close up the airlocks and everything. You get out of your suits. Um, and now you've got this box of mystery. What would you like to do now? Do we have uh, anything in the ship to like have some surveillance on this thing? Mm. Can we find any doors? We have our, the audio sensors. I could probably get an audio sensor. Okay. Audio sensor. Yeah, some kind of... We have, like, whatever is picking up all our conversations in the ship. What? It's your earpiece that's doing that. Remember you uh, guys saw on the feed ding. that uh, going into the black box was audio from your, your earpieces. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to grab a hammer and start banging on that um, no, control I'm pad. I'm not let Vosk take any <laughs> of my tools. <laughs> okay, well, now, I, I, I think fair I, is fair. Um, you roll a 2d6 and you roll a 2d6. Okay. <laughs> Neither one wants to be the first to roll. I want to see what the other one gets. Oh, <laughs> you got a, what, what did you guys get? I had 10 and he had 11. You got 11. All right, so Bardak does not manage to stop you from taking a hammer. <laughs> what are you going to do with the hammer? Start painting it on the cube. On the cube itself? <laughs> that thing is the hardest thing you've ever tried to hit, a ha hit with a hammer. It is making no deference, no oh dents, not even so much as a mark. Not even whatever. It is when you bang it on the hammer. It's actually scuffing off some of the uh, scorched sections on it. So the scorched stuff is obviously just something you can rub off because there's spots of it coming off when you hit it with the hammer. Let's clean it up then and see if there's any marks on the outside. Let's keep on doing that. No, let's like clean it up with something that's a better tool for it. Yeah, you're just going to tire yourself out because you're not going to be able to even make a dent. Is there an axe? Um, <laughs> yeah, you got your you got your shot. I let you take it. Um, as far as cleaning stuff, you guys could surely come up with some towels or something from the fresher. Yeah, let's do that and wipe it down. Okay. I wonder what would happen if I hit with the hammer the um the control pad. We might ruin our chances of ever getting in. That's true. Do we have language recognition on our data pads? I mean, like, you know, you can take a picture. 
I'll say no. Okay. I'm gonna start pressing my no buttons on the control pad. No, let's be. Let's have a plan for that. There's ways that you can break into things if you don't know the code, but it's not pressing random buttons. And the hacker still hasn't even taken a crack at it yet. So I liked this idea of the towels and trying to clean it up. And what you find underneath is bare metal. Okay. It's completely smooth. It's even rounded at the corners of this cube. And it's got this seam down the middle. Um, did you look at the top of the box? Like where the seam went? Okay, so standing here looking up at this big 12-foot thing, you can just see that down one side of it is this seam with this control panel next to it. Can you, like, stand on something and see the top? Uh, sure, you could have somebody lift you up on the reach drop, probably. Okay. Uh, when you look at the top, um, yeah, it's really puzzling. The seam just ends at the top. So you can't tell, like, does the whole front open, or is there just some part of this that's a door? It's, it's like the seam going down the front of the refrigerator without the seams on the bottom and the top. But yes, there is this control panel. Okay. Well, I'll try to hack it then. Okay. So, hmm. I wonder what hacking it might consist of. We could take it apart, like the control panel, and see what the buttons do, and we could just set up a program that would start and do every number once, and then every combination of two numbers, and then every combination of three, three keystrokes, and just keep on going until... Which would probably require a computer program that you would have to put those glyphs into it for it to try it. Well, it would just be like 1 through 12, if it's like a button press that's sending a signal. Oh, I see what you're saying. So hardware. Okay. Alrighty. Now that brings us to the question of can you open the control panel? And I hadn't thought that far ahead. Um, I guess my first inclination is that the control panel is actually like flush with the metal. Pulling it out. No, I mean it's like... Um, Huh? Yeah, like embedded. Um, but I, I'm willing to write the story together. Um, Is there anything we could do to have it just a finger that does it? Oh, like a little mechanical object. It's an intro. No, I, I'm thinking maybe it should be a different kind of control panel. Somebody give me an idea. It could just be like something mounted on. Mounted. That we could pull the face off of and. Yeah, you don't see any screws. However, we'll say that the face does have like a lip around the edge to where somebody could try to force it off of there as long as they were gentle uh, <laughs> to not damage down. anything <laughs> underneath. Not to mention, if that panel did come off, there could very well be wires attached to the buttons. And so you wouldn't want to send it flying across the room because you're going to need to know what wires went to which buttons. Yes, be gentle. So there's just some ideas. What do you guys do with that? I'm going to use the other side of the hammer and put it up. Gently? Yeah. Like, could I use my mechanic skills and try to pull it off gently? Or at least come up with... Um, with some a lever or something that would just be... 
Yeah, okay. So nudge it off. All right, so we got the brains and the brawn. Let's say that the two of you decide to go to work at it with some tools. Okay. Now, I know I have a co-op roles thing. Oh, right, right, okay. So, you said, see, this is why I jot ideas down. I never know when it's going to come up. So, I came up with this thing for a co-op rule. Okay. So, you are just going to use brute strength. So, I'm going to say, use your weapons modifier, okay? And you are, you, you are the brains of the outfit. You're using the mechanics. Okay. I want you to both give me a 2d6 with the modifier that I just specified. Yeah. 12. Oh, well, um, that would be nine. Nine. So do I add another thing for my weapons? Uh, sure, why not? <laughs> okay, so they both had a successful roll. That was not supposed to happen. <laughs> um, no, this is great. Uh, actually, I think I got this idea from somebody um, where you can do a co-op with the GM. When he wants you to succeed at this, you both roll. And so you've got a good, better, best. If you both succeed, best. If one of you succeed, you get the good result, and if both of you fail, you get the worst result. Um, I have 30 of these various little dice games, by the way. So, um, let's see. You get the control panel off, and there are wires. Um, they don't clearly connect to the buttons, but I would be willing to bet with a guy as skilled as you with mechanics and you with electronics and hacking, that you could come up with something that you could do. Now, we have less than 10 minutes left on the timer. You two, what would you do with this situation? I think we should try to set up something that will just try every combination, every potential combination. Well, couldn't I hook like the scanner up to it? Maybe. We'll what see. kind of keypad is it? Is it a touch screen or is it a buttons? We'll say they're buttons. Because um, I thought of it once Eric mentioned it, that there could be wires coming off of each button. So I, I well, I should stay out of it. I think it'd be safer to try the combination because okay. a computer can try, you know, hundreds of thousands of combinations an hour. That's true. And eventually we'll hit something. Just a matter of time. Okay. Um, I am sure that if you went and raided engineering and the lab, we'd all agree that she could cobble something together. His idea, your technological savvy. Um, and we will say that you constructed a little device that's going to try uh, that um, tries sending an impulse to each one of these wires I mean you don't know what signal the button is giving off per se other than yeah we'll just you can off. the wire and okay. see what we're kind of signal we're getting okay so yeah we'll say that you cobbled something together and you guys are going to start it working and it might be done in five minutes, or it might be done in five weeks, 
and you don't know which. Mm -hmm. um, and unless somebody else wants to try something else, I think we will, as for the box, leave it at that. Leave the thing trying the different combinations. I think we should make sure that we lock the cargo bay. Mm -hmm. Lock everything down. Uh, I wish we had some other kind of surveillance that we could. Is there a window on the door on the the stairs to the upper deck that we could like peer in? Otherwise, we could leave Bosk down there. Just <laughs> we'll say that there's a window that you can look through. We'll say that all the doors on the ship have a window like this that you can okay. look through. All right, I think we should lock it down. Because if if there's some kind of creature in there, we could always just open the ramp and the airlock remotely and. Uh, Launch them yeah. in the space. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. So you guys are going to close and lock the door going to the stairs. And the locker room. Oh, and the locker room. Fair enough, fair enough. And All take right. the remote. And what? And take the loading ramp remote. Okay. So, um, to uh, show my cards a bit, I have just planted a uh, time bomb that can go off anytime I want. A narrative time bomb. I don't mean a bomb bomb. Uh. Next time I'm a hard out for a uh, story idea, I'll say, ah, oh, you know what, today's the, the day that the box opens. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, it is late. You guys are going to go up to the bridge, and uh, you've probably only got an hour until you're going to be able to jump into jump space, um, and then um, you're going to want to get into jump space and go to bed, right? Yeah. So should we do our rolls to prepare? Nope. We are not jumping today. We've only got two and a half minutes left in this session anyway. Okay. So we are going to... It actually worked. You guys are going to be left there on the bridge, okay. only an hour or so away from jump space. And when we have our next session, we will find out if anything might keep you from getting into jump space. And it will be Halloween slash horror themed, so... All right, so we're going to call it there, folks. Um, right. As I said, uh, as I was telling you and I told her, this was my experiment in nonlinear writing mm -hmm. and just let you guys go free and do whatever you want. So this session had a very different feel to it. I hope everybody was okay with it because yeah. I'm, I'm going to be doing more stuff like this. Um, I like to think I talked no more than 25% of this particular session. So um, anyway. Don't, don't time it when you watch the video. Don't time it. You'll then just be overboard. Oh. Like, it does sound like something I would do. <laughs> That's why I said it. It's a good session, y'all. <laughs> and uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, next time. Next time, we're just going to have some fun. Next time is just going to be for the hell of it. Just for the fun of it. So does Should that mean nothing we do will have consequences for future sessions? I didn't say oh. that. Don't blow up the ship. <laughs> <laughs>